It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah Health. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Today's match is in the books, and we're breaking it down. This is your RSL post-match show on the RSL Radio Network. Welcome into your RSL post-match show here on the RSL Radio Network. Real Salt Lake suffers a 3-2 defeat against the Los Angeles Galaxy. Uh, Jay Catch here, Spencer Warren there. And Spenno, it looked like for a minute, about midway through that second half, RSL was on their way to collecting all three points here at home. They were up 2-1 after a phenomenal Pablo Ruiz free kick. Uh, but then they allowed themselves to get stretched out on defense, and the Galaxy responded with two goals in two minutes, and they end up winning at 3-2. Yeah, yeah really disappointing, Jake. Um, as you say, you know, RSL come out of the traps for the second half, get two goals, looking really good. Mm-hmm. The, the final third starting to open up. Gaps are starting to appear. But for some reason, they just allow themselves to get caught up in the game and it becomes a bit of a foot race, and they allow themselves to get really stretched at the back. There was absolutely no need for it. It was really, really naive from RSL. And you just find yourselves down 2-1 up, and then mm-hmm. two minutes later, you know, you're down 3-2, and it's just... Uh, just Inconceivable, really disappointing, particularly as RSL's bad uh, home record. Four losses on the season here at America First Field, and that's just not good enough, particularly when you have to pick up as many points as you possibly can in front of your own fans because it is so hard to pick up points on the road in this league. Well, and that's the thing about this is traditionally this league, it's been the goal is three points at home, one point on the road, and that typically pretends success in a season for an MLS squad, and it's kind of been opposite here for Real Salt Lake, where they've actually lost more at home than they have on the road so far this season, and it's just been it's been excruciating for the RSL home faithful to come out and watch their team, especially in this one, just the, the way they lost this one. That, that's got to be the most disappointing part. Yeah, and I'm not sure if it's a little bit of complacency that came in, Some, uh, because it yeah. is, you know, LA Galaxy who have been really poor this season, but you could see, as soon as the ball falls to Ricky Pooch's feet, it just drives forward mm-hmm. and just creates havoc, and there was just too much space, and it, I just don't understand why the the need for RSL to, to stretch themselves so thin, particularly as they went up 2-1, there was just no need for it, and again, I'm really, really disappointed for in this performance, particularly after coming off such a stellar week mm-hmm. on the road, three games where you win twice, um, you get a draw, you get four points, and you find yourself in the quarterfinals of the U.S. Open Cup next Wednesday. Well, and that, that's the thing about this, is this, uh, I wonder how much 
this is going to affect next week's U.S. Open Cup quarterfinal game between these two squads because you got to believe that the Galaxy, for all their struggles this season, this has got to have them super energized and feeling a lot better about themselves, especially considering they're going to be off this yeah. weekend while Real Salt Lake plays, and then they will come right back here to play that U.S. Open Cup match. Yeah, absolutely. So RSL do have to go through time zones, get on the road, um, and it's been really tough stretch for Real Salt Lake with eight games uh, this month uh, alone um, and it just just easing up slightly with six games in in, in June so um, the nice thing is oh, I suppose the nice thing is that Paulo Ruiz will actually be fully rested he did pick up mm-hmm. that yellow card so he will be suspended for Austin FC uh, next weekend or at the weekend I should say um, but again it's you're looking at players that are playing a ton of minutes right now and you can't really afford to have players uh, suspended. Obviously, Justin Glad will yeah. be back, which will be vital as well. Yeah, that that will help, obviously, to shore up that back line. But the, the other issue, as you mentioned, you don't want to lose guys on yellow card accumulation. But that yellow card for Pablo Ruiz, uh, based on how the officiating was going, it felt like it was only a matter of time before he picked that up. No, absolutely. I wasn't impressed with the, uh, the referee tonight at all, uh, Peckmich. Um, I, I just felt like he was very inconsistent, correct, um, and kind of bought into to some of the the fouls that were uh, the, the LA Galaxy were on the uh, the end of. They play acted a little bit more, wasted a little bit more time. Very surprised it was only three minutes. However, that being said, uh, Jake, I know RSL opened up or scored two goals tonight. Yeah. It just didn't feel like it was going to come. It didn't matter how much time was going to be added on towards the end. RSL just kind of run out of ideas. Yeah, and that's the thing about it. Is it like, when the Galaxy seized back the momentum with those goals within two minutes of one another, it felt like it sapped everything out of RSL on the field, and especially RSL fans in the stands. It just The stadium went deathly quiet in that final stanza of the match. Yeah, and, and, and it's just the way the pendulum swing, you know, sways. You know, it, it was RSL fully uh, in control after that second goal. That The crowd are really into the game. It, it's a great atmosphere here. Correct. And then all of a sudden you find yourself, or a couple of goals uh, against you, and it just sucked the, the life out of the stadium, as you said. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how they respond, obviously, uh, as they head now to Austin. Uh, we are waiting post-game press conference audio. Pablo Mastruini, as well as Arsenal players, player or players expected to address the media. Uh, we will bring those to you live as soon as they sit down at the podium. We'll get to more scores around Major League Soccer as well as more post-match thoughts here as the Real Salt Lake falls 3-2 to the Los Angeles Galaxy here on a Wednesday night at America First Field. This is your RSL post-match show right here on the RSL Radio Network. Welcome back to America First Field. Your RSL post-match show rolls on here. We're also like falling 3-2 to the Los Angeles Galaxy. And Spenno, uh, there's, there's a decent amount of fans who have hung around for what will be a post-match drone show. I, I've, I've seen drone shows in videos. I've actually never seen one in person. So I'm interested to see how this will all go down. But uh, most of these fans got to be grumbling to themselves after that one because that, 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 it's a humiliating de- defeat for Real Salt Lake to lose to the last place team in all of Major League Soccer. Yeah, really disappointing. Um, <clears throat> so excuse me. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, it, just, it just felt like it was going so well in the second 45 yeah. minutes. The way they came out of the traps after a disappointing, you know, to go into the locker room 1-0 down after a questionable penalty. The guys come out, and I think they executed exactly what Pablo wanted, a little bit more intensity, uh, create some more openings, um, uh, a, a corner kick where... Um, Two RSL players are almost um, unmarked, and, and Musovski is, is not on the ball. And then, obviously, 
a wonderful free kick from mm-hmm. Paulo Ruiz. Yes. He threatened it, hit the post against Minnesota. It was, obviously looks like something he's been working on. Um, and you just felt like RSL were going to get the, the third goal. Correct. Uh, the heads went down for um, LA Galaxy, but, you know, <clears throat> as pros do, you know, you just kind of shake it off, and uh, they just went again, and, you know, two goals in two minutes really took the wind out of RSL sales. Yeah, absolutely, and it just seemed like they never recovered after that point. Uh, got a comment coming in here from our, our friend Andrew Lloyd. said, the only reason RSL was lost, only reason RSL lost was a rare LA Galazzo, an unlucky misclearance slash block by Vera. Again, the margin for error is so small for this team is currently constructed. This just isn't a controls-the-game guy. There, there just isn't, excuse me, there just isn't a controls-the-game guy in the midfield or up top, and it's desperately needed. Yeah, and again, you know, I understand why RSL are playing 4-4-2. I don't like mm-hmm. it. Um, I still think there are players that you can switch it up where you're able to get Anderson Julio and sure. Andres Gomez yeah. and, and Savarino a little bit closer to the goal in, in a, uh, a more narrow front three, mm-hmm. three and having Amika Anelli as that number six along with Ojeda. Uh, Dami or you know Dami up top or whatever I just feel like there's there's the players to, to switch it up where they can boss the ball a little bit more because you want Pablo on the ball uh, but you don't want him necessarily having a track back even though he's willing to do it mm-hmm. but with Amika Anelli he's looked very very solid in the center of the park as well coming out of college um, and but just a, a more of a focus for, for Pablo to um, uh, spray those passes out particularly with um, Gomez and Savarino on the wings where they can get in and exploit and get in behind. And that's the thing about this is for large stretches of the match tonight, Real Salt Lake controlled a lot of the, the action out there, pushing the ball, getting chances on goal. And to your points, man, it felt like at some point they were going to get that third goal, but you mentioned the back-to-back goals within two minutes for the LA Galaxy just sucked all the life seemingly out of RSL. And you also said this earlier, it seemingly at that point all ideas for RSL, their creative and just I, overall ideation they had of what they might be able to do to generate some offense went out right out the window. Yeah, and obviously you're chasing the game where you yep. feel like you're comfortable and you're kind of bossing the game. It's a change in mindset, and it happens so quickly um, that, it, as you said, it takes us the, the wind out of the sails, uh, and RSL couldn't really react. And again, you're looking at the team. Mm-hmm. Because of the amount of games, you're looking and trying to get answers from um, a guy like Anderson Julio coming back from injury, which you know could have been um, uh, a lot better with with regards to the situation uh, if RSL leading when he's coming on. But Tom Jackson, who's just come out of college, obviously, who, who I'd like. Um, but you're looking for answers for somebody that hasn't had a ton of experience. Yeah. Um, and then Michael Chang, who I think outside of the Portland uh, game uh, in the U.S. Open Cup, has had a bit of an average few weeks. And I don't know if that's fatigue that's starting to set in, mental fatigue or physical fatigue because of the amount of games and the amount of minutes uh, or chopping and changing and not being able to get rhythm. Um, but they're, they're not the, the guys that you want. That's not the mm-hmm. answers that you're looking for. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how Real Salt Lake responds as they head to Austin now to face off against Austin FC down there in Texas. And it'll be interesting to see the response they have after this one because this one's got to be a, just one of those ones where you walk into the locker room wondering what in the world just happened because you felt like, for like, as I mentioned, large stretches of that match, speaking of Real Salt Lake, you controlled a lot of the action. You were on the front foot. You had chance after chance on goal. And you got to be ruining potentially some of those missed opportunities in front of goal. I can think of a couple that Danny Musovsky probably wishes he had back in particular. Yeah, and a, you know, a couple of flicks at the sure, top of the area yeah. that just didn't come off. And it just felt like it was 
they were doing it too often. There's a time and a place, so to yeah. speak. Um, but just try something different. All right, uh, we are going to head down to the locker room. Pablo Mastroni sitting down and addressing the media right now. Uh, almost like kind of a roller coaster of a match. You know, you go down, then you go back up, then you go down. Um, I guess, what, what were you kind of looking for there in the last 15 minutes or so when it looked like you guys might be able to get an, another equalizer there, but just time ran out on you? Yeah, you know, I think we, uh, obviously, the, the, the PK call was it was the softest PK call, and then you know, Memo hits a great shot from outside. However, in that in that one play, um, transition moments for us were, were critical today, and I thought for the most part we did a great job in that moment. We're talking about details, um, but you got to tip your hat off to to the goal he scored. Um, and then the third one is is I think the one that 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 we can do a lot better with, um, and really managing the emotional, like you said, a roller coaster of a game, and you want to get after it, and, and we kept our foot on the gas. Um, and in doing so, opened up a lot of space in the middle where they found the switch um, and, and didn't clear the ball. Um, so, again, I think uh, there's a lot of great things in this match. You know, I thought we controlled the game um, the way we, we we wanted to get after it. Um, I think we just weren't clinical in front of goal today. Um, and in the end, uh, I think that cost us. And then uh, this is the team's fourth loss at home this season already. Have you uh, have you noticed a difference maybe in compared to last season uh, in the in these home games that have been played so far and kind of what's going on there? Yeah, I think every time you don't win at home, the the, the pressure builds, you know. And I think you go away from home and there's no pressure. The pressure's on the home team, you know. And I think the guys want it so bad, and it's like anything uh, you can apply to anything in life. Uh, when you want it that bad, sometimes your your brain is being um, hijacked by your emotions. Um, and so it's finding that balance between being emotionally present uh, whilst still being really clear as to what the game state looks like. Are we up? Are we down? Um, and how to ma manage those moments better. Hey, Pablo. Um, you guys are on the road uh, this weekend against Austin. <clears throat> what, uh, what changes do you look to make against them uh, away from home? Uh, yeah, we'll we'll just see how everyone recovers. You know, I think in in the last you know four games that we've played, we've had a bit of rotation, um, and and the guys that have stepped in there have done a really good job. Obviously, we have another game uh, midweek next week, um, which is an important game. So just trying to manage the load from from each player whilst um, putting out a group that 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 we feel can get results. And I think that's that's always the the balance you're trying to strike. But uh, I feel really confident. With, with all the guys in the group. And, and I think everyone's contributed in the last four games in, in a good way. Gotcha. And then who from tonight stood out to you as, as a, kind of a difference maker or someone who helped push the needle in the right direction? You know, again, I thought there was a lot of really good performances. I think the guys in the back did a good job. I think the guys in the middle uh, were their, – their industry was relentless. Um, and, and I think there's a lot of good combination play up front. Um, and at times I feel like we were holding on to the ball too long um, and not running enough without the ball. Um, and I think we left a little bit on the table uh, as far as um, our, our, our decision-making in the final third. Um, but we'll go back and look at the film. So, again, I, I think everyone uh, put in a fantastic shift. You know, the game was there to be won. Um, and, yeah, we'll look at the tape and, and, and move forward. 
Pablo, uh, no voy a hablar de, de, del juego, de lo que pasó, pero la pregunta que te quiero hacer, ¿tú hablas con tus jugadores que también tienen que tener reacción? Me refiero a cómo lo hizo el Galaxy hoy. Ese penal lo cobra básicamente un jugador. Eh, lo va, lo presiona. Martín Cáceres, con la viveza del sudamericano, que tú sabes cómo es, va, lo presiona y llama a sus compañeros para que nadie vaya a sacar la pelota. Hacen un montón con el árbitro a poner presión. No veo jugadores del Real Salt Lake que vayan a ponerle presión al árbitro, especialmente con este tipo de árbitros. Hay que ir a ponerles presión. Hablas tú con ellos porque ya sabes que en el fútbol vale todo. Entonces, ¿se tiene que hablar con ellos? ¿Hablas o no te hacen caso? ¿O, o qué pasa? No, yo creo que es en, en el fútbol en Estados Unidos no, hay, hay mucho más respeto para el, para el árbitro eh, y no, no entienden lo que hace la presión a, a un árbitro. Porque como jugador... O sea, para un entrenador, para, para decir que presiona al árbitro así, a veces en la liga, cuando, cuando nos juntamos antes de la, la pretemporada, di, dijeron que si hablan con el árbitro dos, dos jugadores, es un cartón amarillo. Y es, un, es, un, es una cosa muy delicada uh, discutir con el árbitro o empujar al árbitro con, con, con un poco de presión, porque al fin, lo que no quiero, porque también ese, ese es un, una... Como se dice, es un feeling uh, que hay que tener cómo hablar de manera. Eh, y eso lo sabe o no lo sabe. Pero tener razón, son momentos clave y tenemos que te, fijar. Vamos, no sé cuántos partidos sin un penal, sin un penal. Y para mí eso es eh, increíble que todos los equipos tienen cinco o seis penales y nosotros ni uno. Y había un, un empujón con el sábado en el primer tiempo que yo. Si yo estaba en la cancha, y yo, yo, yo veo que el Pablo lo hace, yo veo que el Marcelo, el Domi, sí van a hablar al árbitro. Eh, pero hoy día eh, no nos no dio ninguna atención y, y tiene razón, fue un momento clave. The question was in regards towards the pressure in terms of players talking to the referee, especially on calls that obviously are problematic. Um, I think that in America, there's a lot of disrespect towards the refs and they don't understand what the respect. pressure does to a lot referee. Of respect towards the ref. Sorry, yeah. yes. For a coach to say that there's pressure towards the ref. If you talk to a ref, it's an automatic yellow. It's something that's a very delicate situation to argue with a ref because in the end, we obviously don't want those feelings. You need to know how to be able to speak to them and you either know or you don't. We have many games without a PK and it's amazing how every other team has five to six PKs and we don't have any. Um, it's something that our players, obviously we do see them, someone like Damian, Marcelo, we do see them talk to the rest, but obviously today didn't go our way. Hey, Pablo, the team came out very strong after uh, Brugman's penalty and the halftime break, very aggressive. Uh, what was your message to everyone during halftime? No, just to be, to be more dynamic with the ball, take less touches on the ball, move off the ball, um, And, and again, I said it's a team that's going through a rough spell. Um, we've got to respect them, but at the same time, if we, put, if we stay on the front foot on both sides of the ball, we're, we're going to get into this game. Um, and again, I think that wasn't the issue. The issue is once we got on top, how we manage those important moments that, that ended up costing us the game. Um, preguntarte un poco con respecto 
a, a los goles. Hoy, después de tres partidos, el equipo volvió a anotar gol en casa. Eh, habían sido jornadas complicadas anteriormente, pero hoy creo que eh, se pensó mucho el momento de tirar a portería. Se, es bien sabido que le falta un muy buen delantero centro al equipo, pero ¿qué, ¿qué le dices tú? ¿Qué es lo que entrenan con respecto a la definición? Porque es lo que ha fallado en momentos claves para el equipo durante esta temporada. Sí, yo creo que eh, la, eh, lo entrenamos, lo venimos entrenando hace, no sé, seis semanas. Eh, enfocamos en, en el área grande, cuando 7 contra 5, espacio reducido, pero tomando la, la mejor decisión con presión. Y claro, en los entrenamientos no hay, no, hay, no hay el mismo presión que existe en el partido. Y por eso los jugadores con, que, que saben, saben. Y pues de, de mi parte como entrenador, hay que seguir entrenando y tomando mejores decisiones. Porque habían dos o tres que Andrés hubiera tirado al arco y enganchó otro paso más. Y cada vez que enganchas, la defensa tiene tiempo para acomodarse. Y para mí, esos son los momentos clave como hicieron en el segundo gol. Encontró un espacio de 25 metros y tiró un, sacó un tiro al arco. Y para, para mí es seguir enfocando en esa, en esa parte de, del juego. Y cuando, cuando, cuando tiramos en los entrenamientos, anda, anda muy bien. Pero también la presión y la emoción del juego afecta a los jugadores. Question was in regards to the goals today after three games they scored at home, but today it seemed to be a lot of overthinking before taking a shot. What do you tell the team in regards to that? I think we train it and we have been doing so in the last six weeks or so. We focus on the larger areas and doing so with pressure, but obviously in training, there's not the same amount of pressure like in the game. And from my point of view, we have to keep training. There was two or three in which Andres could have shot it, but he took an extra step or two. And those are key moments in my opinion. For me, it's continuing to focus on that part of the game. Uh, y también preguntarte, ¿has podido ver un poco los partidos de la Selección Sub-20 a, a Diego Luna? Eh, está recibiendo muchos elogios por parte de la prensa en general, eh, el equipo en sí está jugando muy bien. Eh, ¿Crees que podría ser el momento de quizás darle un poco más de minutos a Diego Luna ya que se reincorpora el equipo? Sí, yo creo que sí. Eh, yo creo que, como, como siempre, para mí los, jugador, los jugadores son los que se elijan para el, para el grupo, cómo entrenan, eh, cómo hacen en, en, en los entrenamientos, cómo juegan en los, en los minutos que tienen. Eh, y yo creo que la diferencia ahora es que el, el Diego regresa con, con mucha confianza y yo creo que le ha faltado un poco de eso cuando, cuando ha entrado en los partidos. Pero claro, como, como todos los jugadores, está jugando bastante bien con los sub-20s y espero que llegue mejor que, que cuando se fue. In terms of whether or not you've been watching sub-20, Diego Luna receiving lots of press and attention, playing really well, and the team playing well as a whole. Could this possibly be an opportunity for Diego to get more minutes here with the first team? Yeah, I think, I think it's always up to the players to make that decision. It goes down to how they train, how they perform with the minutes they do get. The difference is that Diego will return with lots of confidence, and he was missing that beforehand. Hey Pablo, uh, watching the game, I have a feeling like looking to like the guys in the defense. They look like they they are having like a good communication. They have like coercion uh, between them. 
but when they in the attack they have like opportunities to do like uh good like opportunities to to score looks like they are missing like this communication between like andreas and danny and what do you think you guys can do for them to be more like partner like they work together and sometimes not try to finish in any way like just like it doesn't matter who scores who, who wins is the team so i don't know it's my feeling yeah. uh about that what do you think you guys can no, do no I, i think you're you know i think you're right i think in the first half you know there's too many plays and this this is what i was talking about at halftime is um instead of moving the ball quicker we're dribbling with the ball too much and we're 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 trying to make a one v one situation when there's no one v one situation it's a rotate find the weak side get the defense moving set it back get the defense moving rotate him again and 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 again i think there's there's a couple of things to that uh, you know i i think obviously um in andres's case we want him to um to be aggressive and to go to goal but then it then it's the next decision that that i think is 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 eluding him and and that is all understood given his age given his adaptation to our league um and those are decisions that have to be made quickly and so if you're looking to dribble you'll always find space to dribble if you're looking to combine you'll always find a partner to combine with so it just depends on the player who's on the ball and what he is predominantly um accustomed to and so the other part of that is um because of our rotations there's there's been so many players different players playing with each other and that doesn't help the the chemistry thing so it, from a team perspective it's great because everyone's getting a run but as far as the intricacies of what you're talking about i think it, it comes from the same group playing consistently over time to understand where D danny likes to receive it or when andres is here what he likes to do when he's on the ball and and that and that'll just continue to take some time okay my last question i know there's a week uh but What is like your plan for the next game against Galaxy? Do you think you guys are going to put like the main team to play against them or will like mix uh Yeah, that, you know, I, I think we'll see how the guys recover, you know, today, uh tomorrow, um and then obviously we have Austin. And then depending on how Austin goes, we want to like we've done in all US Open games, I I felt like we put out a, a very good team. Um and and because we've had some some really good performances um it starts to be a little bit blurry as the guys that play best with one another um which is a good thing and and a difficult thing as well because i think whatever team we put out there it'll be a competitive team and a team that i believe will will give us our best chances to win that game anyone via zoom have any questions for pablo all right thank you okay thanks guys There you go, Pablo Mastroeni addressing the media after RSL falls 3-2 to the LA Galaxy. I thought he was pretty measured in his approach on how he addressed things there. Speno didn't want to go over the top, uh, as I call it, pull a Mike Pecky, particularly on the officiating situation, but also made his point as well. Yeah, and obviously, you know, surprisingly, he didn't want to uh, reveal his lineups for the next couple yeah. of games. Strange that. Yeah. Um, you know. But <laughs> it's weird. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't think he's a ranter and raver. I, he can fire people up. Sure. But um, yeah. uh, getting screamed at, it doesn't doesn't really work, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you can light a fire in someone, obviously. Um, but, yeah, that, 
the instructions, it felt like they came out in the second half and it felt like they'd what he had instructed yeah. uh, it was on the field. Um, we saw so much better. We saw better movement. We saw uh, crisper passing, obviously get the couple of goals, a phenomenal free kick by Paulo Ruiz. And you mm-hmm. feel like, you know, maybe uh, not resting on our laurels, but you're just like, OK, we've got the lead now. We're going to sail this home, uh, and and we got stung, uh, and that's what's really disappointing. And as he mentioned, you know, the chopping and changing. I mentioned yeah. that as well. Um, sometimes you lack a little bit of cohesion here and there, um, and, and trying to figure out who plays best with each other, but all, each other, but also trying to figure out who's fit enough, um, who's carrying knocks, who's suffering with uh, fatigue. Because the games, as I said, eight games in in four weeks, um, and six games in the month of June uh, that that are coming up, and it's just going to be uh, a, a real long long slog mm-hmm. uh, and they just need to get through to the summer where obviously you get a little bit of a break we start with leagues cup gold cup as well uh, and then maybe towards the end of the season where it just eases up slightly better um, that RSL can get their legs underneath them again and maybe some additions to the squad when the, when the summer transfer window yeah, opens. They're going to have to find some way to gain some momentum there's no doubt about that you mentioned the summer transfer window looms out there in the relatively near future as well for RSL a, a squad that needs some infusion of talent. I think we both agree they need a, a center striker that can bag goals at a pretty prodigious rate. Uh, there's also the midfield question still looms there. So interesting stuff. Uh, I think we'll sneak in a break here. We'll take a break. Uh, if RSL players uh, take the podium, we'll get those to you as well. This is your RSL post-match show right here on the RSL Radio Network. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to your RSL post-match show. Demir Krylak, RSL captain, is sitting down with the media right now. Um, I think we have another, like, two, three chances uh, after that. Unfortunately, didn't put in. And then to be punished this way, of course, uh, hurts, you know. But, uh, you know, thanks God. You know, we have another game in three days, which means like that's short memory. Uh, you know, we have to to see uh, what um, actually we didn't do very well and uh, try to fix it for the next game and even improve us, uh, you know, uh, offensively, even to try to score more goals and at the end of the day to win the game. And then on that note of, of playing so many games um, between MLS and the Open Cup, um, Pablo kind of mentioned that it's good that a lot of guys are getting chances and a lot of guys are getting minutes, but it can be tough to build the chemistry and kind of the communication between players when there's so much rotation. Are you seeing a little bit of that as well in the team? I mean, to be honest, uh, like um, we showed during this, um, I would say, month and a half, uh, you know, while playing these games, uh, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, all the time, that, uh, you know, how much depth we have in the team. And uh, I think uh, we've done, um, you know, a great job, um, you know, to 
come um, in Open Cup in the best of the eight, uh, it means uh, it means a lot. And uh, you know, to to have the game next week against Galaxy to play for semi-final at home, it's it's huge thing. Uh, of course, you want to be focused for the season as well. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, you know, we can get uh, this win at home, which, uh, as I said uh, before, it hurts. But, uh, I mean, we have, you know, to believe. We have to, to do the things we are doing. And then, uh, you know, the thing is going to open up. Hey, Demir. Um, obviously not the result you wanted tonight. How do you correct the mindset with the team and get them back on track for the next game? Yeah, you know, like as I said, uh, as well as I mentioned before, uh, you know, it's a short memory. Uh, you know, in two days, in three days, uh, we play another game in Austin. Uh, you know, try to, uh, you know, get the body right and, uh, you know, to deliver uh, deliver another great game. Uh, you know, to at the end of the day, you know, it doesn't mean, uh, it, I mean, it doesn't matter how you play. The most important thing is to, to, to get the three points. And, uh, you know, I think, um, uh, you know, to the, tonight we played well. You know, we created a lot, especially. Especially, I think, uh, like especially second half, first 30 minutes, it was high level uh, of the of the football, of the soccer. Uh, just unfortunately, um, you know, we didn't, uh, uh, you know, um, I mean, score third goal to maybe to to, to kill the game. Gotcha. What do you think from the team was missing tonight? No, I think uh, you know the first half. Uh, uh, you know the the Galaxy didn't like uh, press us at all. Uh, we kind of uh, had control of the game. Just I think uh, even first half uh, we should uh, to to speed the game up. Uh, you know to play quicker. And uh, even uh, with, with that, I think we would create more chances. Uh, uh, you know, beside what we what we had. Uh, and uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, PK happens. Uh, you know, we go. Uh, you know, go down uh, for half time. But then you know we show great reaction grow as I said a great uh, you know football of, of 30 minutes and then unfortunately uh, you know they punished us in two times in transition uh, with, uh, with uh, good goals Thank Anyone you. else for Demir? Um, I'm just curious kind of what, what you um, on the, the penalty call um, what you saw or felt, I guess, and then kind of what you were talking with to the official about after no, that to, call. You know, like, I don't like to, to talk, you know, because, like, uh, we all do mistakes. I don't say that the ref did mistakes, but for me personally, you know, it wasn't PK uh, because I'm going to the ball. Of course, I try to protect myself with the, with the, with the hand because two guys are coming here. And uh, at the end of the day, I can jump uh, without, uh, you know, put my hands in right position. You know, the ball hits me here in in the hand, but uh, you know, it wasn't any attention or something to play. Uh, you know, uh, the the ball with the hand. But uh, you know, PK, I mean, ref said it's PK, and then uh, at the end of the day, it's PK. So um, you know, unfortunately, it is what it is. Uh, but uh, you know, it is something that uh, shouldn't uh, you know put us down and uh, overthinking because, as I said, after that, like. You know, even we show great reaction, uh, you know, got the lead 2-1. And uh, I think just uh, we have to be more, I would say, smarter, um, you know, to, to kill the game, I would say. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Appreciate that. Have a good Thank night. You. Thank you. Bye. 
Welcome back to the RSL post-match show. Real Salt Lake falls 3-2 to the Los Angeles Galaxy here at America First Field. Spencer Warren, Jay Catch, wrapping things up here on this Wednesday night. And Spendo, no rest for the weary when it comes to RSL. They will make the trip down to Austin, Texas uh, to face off against Austin FC, who sit three points in front of Real Salt Lake. So essentially a six-point swing, six, six swing on the line Saturday night when these two squads square off. Yeah, and obviously they get the the win tonight against RSL's last opponent uh, in Minnesota United. Mm-hmm. Drusi coming off the bench to get the winner. Um, John Gallagher getting his uh, leading uh, goal. He scored five on the season, two assists uh, for him. So he leads the goal-scoring charts for uh, Austin. But Drusi, he's the one that you've got to keep an eye on. And you look mm-hmm. at the substitutions, Zardes, um, uh, getting 60 minutes under his belt. Uh, Darussi has said getting a half hour. Uh, Fagundes uh, getting uh, 60 minutes Correct. under his belt. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, Max Arusi getting 30 minutes. So they've been able to rotate. And obviously, they're good at home. RSL don't particularly like playing down in Austin. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a massive test. But as we've seen uh, last week, it was three games on the road. And RSL mm-hmm. had a really solid... Uh, outing, uh, and if that's where the points are going to come, then I will take it. I don't care. Obviously, I prefer to have RSL sure. winning at home, but I just need points from RSL right now because it's been a really, really disappointing night. Yeah, and that's the thing about this. Is you, you mentioned this right as we opened the RSL post-match show is that RSL has been far more successful on the road, seemingly, than they have been at home. And that's that's kind of been a flip of what they typically have done in their in the club history. So we'll see what happens. That match down in Austin is scheduled for a 6.30 Mountain Time uh, uh, first kick. That means 5.30 uh, pre-match show here on the RSL Radio Network. So until then, uh, we will uh, sign off for now. For Spenno, I'm Jake. Big thanks to Christian back in the studio for producing for us. Big thanks to Stone, our on-site tech here at America First Field. And until Saturday night, this has been your RSL post-match show as Real Salt Lake falls 3-2 to the Los Angeles Galaxy right here on the RSL Radio Network. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another... Pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope and Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.